everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself, I am a former gay stripper. Yep, that's right, you heard that correctly. (laughs) I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ. This podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me, and educate those that maybe are not like me. I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2021. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Now, before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen, and we do accept donations, and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, click on the description and you'll find the link to becoming a regular monthly uh, committer. And we also have my website, SamuelAbrahamPerez.com, where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. On today's episode, I'm actually going to be talking about something that I really don't usually talk about or even do. And I kind of want to explain to you guys first off. <laughs> so some of you guys are listening to this on uh, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you're not visually seeing me. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you can clearly see that I am in costume. I am a cowboy. And I wanted to do this based on today's theme of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Lil Nas X. I believe that's how you say it. (laughs) And we're going to be talking and exploring uh, some of the difficulties that he is going through right now um, based off his Montero music video. He just recently released a music video and it's getting a lot of hate. Um, It's also getting very popular on different social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Um, And I needed to address this because, of course, Lil Nas X is um, someone who is very prominent right now within the LGBTQ community. He is kind of, I wouldn't say the first rapper to come out of the closet, but he is definitely the most popular rapper ever in hip hop and country um, to come out. You know, he created an entire genre that was um, not really, um, (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't really country but it wasn't really hip-hop either um and you know usually i i don't necessarily care about secular music um i'm dressed right now as a cowboy uh to honor his uh song which is um i believe old town road and um and i wanted to talk about it because look i think i think really as christians we have a very bad way of communicating things sometimes and sometimes we can come off as the thing that we really shouldn't be coming off and that's why these types of things are happening today in our society and and i want to speak about it from my own perspective because i am an ex-gay as you would say or someone who has left the homosexual lifestyle i don't even like to really put labels on myself i, I call myself a child of the king you know but i did come out of the homosexual lifestyle I experience same-sex attraction still today to this day, and I carry my cross every single day, and I walk for Christ, and that's just the cross that I have to carry. And if if I learn something from it, if I grow from it, um, great. You know, that's that's what God's plan and journey is for me in my particular life. But you know, there's so many people that go through what I'm going through or experience same-sex attraction, and um, they either get married and they never talk about it, or um, it's just a very hush-hush concept. And I didn't really grow up with a lot of people who were speaking about things like same-sex attraction within the Christian community. Um, It had such a stigma and it has everything to do, you know, like this whole music video, whether you've seen it or you have not seen it, I'm going to walk you guys through the music video itself. 
um, Montero is is really kind of Lil Nas X story of how the church has really rejected him, hurt him so bad that he um, has taken it out in this way as an artist, you know, to convey kind of his pain and rejection and a bunch of other different types of things. And I, I totally can understand why someone would do something like this. And had I not been saved, had I not been able to come close to the love of Jesus Christ, who knows, you know, I myself am an artist and a musician, and maybe I would have done the exact same thing because of the experiences that I faced within the church. And so I want to sit down and I want to have a real conversation with you guys about how we are communicating our morality to people who do not share the same faith and you know how how we come off to certain people like Lil Nas X or people who struggle with same-sex attraction or consider themselves to be gay or lesbian or trans. Um, all of these are kind of like the, the, the topics and the subjects that we're going to be going over today. It's, it's a very serious talk, hence the costume, why I decided to put on this costume. Um, I was like, you know, why not get on a very serious talk, uh, maybe get in a little bit of laughs. I don't even know if this translates to cowboy, like if I look like a cowboy or not. Um, hopefully I do. <laughs> I'm a dirty cowboy too because I got some scars and stuff. Um, I wanted to rough it up a little bit. I first heard about uh, this music video, it was yesterday, because it released yesterday, and I first saw it on TikTok, because I was scrolling on TikTok, and I have a, a TikTok account, guys, you can go ahead and follow me there, um, Samuel Abraham P, um, and I saw, you know, all that I could see was just Lil Nas X floating up into heaven, and then grabbing a stripper pole, and then uh, going all the way down to Satan, right? And at first I was, you know, shocked um, by these kind of visual images or that someone would go to the lengths that they do, that the lengths that he did to do these types of things, right? Um, but then I really thought about it and I kind of took a step back and I thought to myself, why is Lil Nas X, you know, doing these things? Um, I, I, guys, I don't want us, especially as Christians, I don't want us to be these conspiracy theorists, you know, these people who... Um, oh, it's the Illuminati. Oh, it's the lizard people. Oh, it's, you know, <laughs> blaming all these types of wild concepts. And I really do believe that at the end of the day, everything that we're going through is just based on sin and the principalities that are above us, right? And, it, you know, if, if Jesus was so adamant about us knowing those types of things, he would have talked about it. But he, you know, it's, it's so rare, even the supernatural within the gospel. Um, all that we really have is instructions on how to love people. The Sermon on the Mount, there is no supernatural paragraph uh, where Jesus goes in and talks about demons and the Illuminati and what Satan is doing and, and how he's controlling the world and, and clones and all these different things. And, and sometimes I feel like as Christians, we just get really lost in that and, and we get sucked into it. You know, um, I definitely have before, but I've realized that that's not really encouraging. That's not really getting me to go anywhere. And um, it, it can be very confusing, especially to uh, non-believers. So I really wanted, like when I first saw this, I was like, oh, um, I didn't necessarily want to talk about it on the podcast, um, but I decided to talk about it because I feel like I am someone who comes out of that lifestyle. And so um, if anyone should talk about it, it should should be me, you know, um, in Christianity or someone who has experienced that type of lifestyle and maybe give their two cents in. Um, so um, I actually, at first, I, I, I want to go through the, um, the music video itself and I want to clarify something. So I'm just going to pull it up here and um, I'm not going to play the music. I'm just going to walk you guys through the video. Um, 
I don't even think I'm gonna do any type of images, but of course the music video first starts and it has like a little title and it says, call me by your name, you know, um, Lil Nas Montero. And I'm just gonna go ahead and pause it. Um, so first things first, what I see here the most is that um, Montero, like why Montero? And, and I'm not gonna go into a, a bunch of hidden details and, you know, uh, secrets within, within the music video or uh, subliminal messages, only I'm gonna, I'm gonna only touch on, you know, what I'm seeing and what I did research on because all, all yesterday, I was just going on YouTube, finding symbolism, meanings, and hearing people's reactions. And I even saw some Christians' um, reactions, which I want to get into. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not like a symbol expert. Um, I'm not into, you know, a bunch of conspiracy theories. I don't, I don't really like to go into that rabbit hole. But uh, Montero, guys, if you didn't know, Lil Nas X, his real name is Montero. That's his birth name. And um, just a little bit of a backstory of Lil Nas X is that he had a mom and he had a dad, right? And that I, be I believe they split up while he was very young because his mom was on drugs and she was a drug addict. And so the dad was able to gain um, custody and they moved to at like a very small town in Atlanta or something like that. Um, and, and, you know, it was actually quite funny when I was researching this and when I was doing this because his father was actually a gospel singer and of course, uh, every time, you know, big stars are so big, it's usually because they would have played a very big role within the church and, 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 and really probably gotten a lot of people saved through their creativity and their singing and their rapping. Um, and that probably maybe would have been the case for Lil Nas X or Montero. Um, and so this whole music video, it's basically saying, Montero, call me by your name. It's, it's, it's Lil Nas X confronting his real identity, which is Montero. And that's why he's saying, call me by your name. You know, um, he is finally coming to terms himself um, with his sexuality. If you guys don't know this, I believe that he only came out maybe two years ago or a year ago. Um, he didn't even want to come out in the public eye. I actually, I'm going to pull up some tweets right now and I'll probably screenshot those and put those up. Um, he tweeted just a day ago. He says, dear 14 year old Montero. He's talking about himself. I wrote a song with our name in it and it's about a guy I met last summer and I know we promise to never come out publicly. So here he's saying that this song is not so much about himself, but it's actually about another guy. But I do think that there are some kind of hints that this is not just about, you know, in art, our songs are the way that we relate, um, that we get our feelings out there. So I believe that that's what he's doing. He's talking about himself, but he's also probably talking about someone else. I know we promise to never come out publicly. I know we promise to never be that type of gay person. I know we promise to die with the secret, but this will open f doors for many other queer people to simply exist. So in this part, he's saying that he never had the intention to do what he's doing today and that he wanted to actually die with the secret. So you can see that he is he felt a lot of shame, a lot of guilt um, around the topic that he was attracted to other men, right? And that, guys, that is very common you know just a little bit about myself like growing up in the church i was this was like the deepest darkest secret that i had you know it was so scary to me it, it can almost bring me to tears thinking about how when i was a young boy i was so confused i was like i don't understand why i am so attracted to the other boys 
um, in my church and in school, and there was an attraction there. And I, I remember just thinking to myself, I'll never be able to have alcohol because I'm scared that I'll lose control and I'll blurt out my secret. Um, it was something that was always on the forefront of my mind. Or people are going to find out about me. People are going to talk about me. The way that I move is going to reveal things about me. And it was it was very scary. You know, um, it was very traumatic, you know. And um, I want you guys to I want you guys to know these types of things, whether you struggle with same sex attraction or you don't struggle. I want you guys to be aware just how hard a life is with someone who struggles with same sex attraction, especially not so much today because Generation Z and, you know, people are doing stuff like this music video, opening those doors, making people feel a little bit more comfortable um, with their sexuality. But back during the time when I grew up, I grew up in Miami and it was all about, you know, macho Cubanism, you know, like all about um, what they would say toxic masculinity. And um, and it was really, really scary. I was scared every single day that I would get beat up, that I would, um, you know, I, I was just scared for my life. And um, and I was scared what my parents might think. I was scared that the people at the church would throw me out. I was scared of hell, um, which is clear in this music video that this is something that um, Lil Nas X has been dealing with for a long time, that he's actually been scared of hell, but now he's reclaiming that for himself. Um, and we're going to dive deeper into that, but guys, it's, it's, it's really scary. I know that some of you guys, um, especially in what I've seen from the Christian reaction, which is, we will talk more about that, but what I've seen is just really disappointing, um, because we are enforcing the things that they want us to enforce. We are enforcing hate instead of love and comfort and peace and kindness and forgiveness and faithfulness. We're just enforcing fear. We're enforcing, um, you know, we're not being kind. We're like the things that I've seen about Lil Nas X these past couple days have just been horrific. I can't imagine, you know, at the end of the day, he is a person, you know, this is Montero. This is a man that was created in God's image. This is someone, I wouldn't say necessarily a child of the king, but technically he is because the creator created him, you know, and we are bashing as Christians and as a community, we're bashing him. We're saying, um, how dare he do these types of things without really even knowing the person, the traumas that they've experienced is like, guys, he, he grew up with a drug addicted mother. Um, there was a custody battle who knows the types of things that he faced in school. There was so much I faced, particularly in school, that just, you know, really traumatized me um, and was very sad. So I, I think we, we need to view this person as a human before we start judging what they're doing. And especially, it's not even our place to judge because he's in the world. He's not within the church. He's not within the body of Christ. So moving on into, I have so much to say about that, but moving on into the next part, it says, you see, uh, well, it says that he wanted to die with the secret, but he knows that this is going to open many doors for other queer people to simply exist, which is basically saying this, that right now he feels as though queer people cannot even exist, that it's, it's hard for them to even recognize who they are. And guys, I can say that that is very true because even today, I still sometimes receive messages from men who are struggling with same-sex attraction and have not told a single living soul have not told their church have not told their pastors um they're scared they don't know how 
to live with this type of secret. All they want to do is get rid of this. They want to get rid of the temptation. They want to get rid of the same-sex attraction. They don't want to deal with it because they know if they have to deal with it that they're going to get judged or that they're going to get hated. They're maybe even scared for their own life and parts of the country being, you know, same-sex attracted is illegal. Guys, what, I, what I'm seeing here from the last X is I see a very genuine person. Someone who is only speaking his truths in the moment. It doesn't mean that that is the truth, but this is what he's doing that is based off his truth. I don't even see an agenda behind this. I really don't. I've, I've seen music videos where I've seen an agenda, like it's very clear, but this is out in daylight. Like he's not pretending. Like he's saying, this is how I feel. And there's no agenda behind this. It's, it's right before our eyes. An agenda would be, you know, subliminal messaging, maybe putting hints here and there, uh, trying to do things here. And, you know, I just don't see that. I see him even responding to certain people, which we're going to go through some more of his tweets after I finish uh, responding to the music video. Um, but he sees, he sees that there's a need for people to live authentically to themselves. Um, do I believe that? No, I don't believe that that is your authentic self. But they're confused and they're scared and they don't know how, why they're having the feelings that they're feeling, you know, um, and it's taken them years to even fully process these types of things. So I'm not surprised that he would do something like this um, in order to maybe make a way or carve a path for other individuals who are also scared. And this was supposed to be the job of the church as the church. We were the ones who were supposed to open those doors for people to feel like they could talk to us, for people to feel like they could be transparent and vulnerable. But instead, what did we do? We actually closed those doors. Uh, we limited the church. We said you can't feel that way. You can't even talk that way. You can't even think that way. And if you're going through that, then you, you know, you're going to go to hell and God hates you and you're no longer saved and all these different wild you know, doctrine. You know, it's funny because I study the Bible all the time. It's, it's my passion. Why? Because I love to call out the Christians based on what they do and based on tradition and religion, not the word of God. And that's why I've dedicated myself to really learning the word of God. So I can, I can understand what is the word of God and what is man's traditions and man's personal bias, right? And what I see and what I have seen in the hundreds of years, you know, even Paul, he was not afraid to tackle this subject. He even talked about it. We're going to talk about first Corinthians. Um, but what I've seen with the church is that we've closed those doors for people to feel like they can get help out of shame and, and guilt um, or my own uncomfortability. We've closed those doors. And so we have basically um, not been speaking about these types of things. And, and people like Lil Nas X are like, we need to speak about these things. People are being hurt. People are being killed. Guys, I'm reminded of um, the story of this young man who was actually beat to death um, and left to die in the snow. And, and I think wasn't even found for like two days or something like that because he was gay. And we Christians are offended that Lil Nas X has made this music video but you're not offended that people are literally beating up same-sex attracted individuals and leaving them to die alone. We have a really big problem in Christianity because we're, we're not being sympathetic. We're not being empathetic. You know, we're, we're not feeling for um, the people who we're supposed to be looking out after, saving, loving. And that's a really big problem for the church. And so people like Lil Nas X have to make music videos that are blatantly um, uh, dishonoring to our faith. Why? Because we didn't show up. We weren't the people who opened those doors. So they're opening up the doors in the only ways that they know how to, which is in darkness. And that's what they're doing, you know? But I, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? That's the Christian's fault. 
That's not Lil Nas X's fault. That's not the devil's fault. That's the faults of the Christians who haven't been going out there and loving people, who haven't been opening up their doors to be transparent and to be real and to be vulnerable. We've been playing church for too long. We've had this religious and this tradition. I'm getting so sick of it, guys. I'm, I really am. Like, I'm getting so sick of it because there are tons of... Look, at I, I actually took a screenshot of, um, of the Montero music video. I believe it, it's reached now 15 million people. And yesterday it was up to 3 million. When I last checked it, now it's 15 million. There's a need. And the church is not filling that gap. And said the church is rejecting and having wild conspiracy theories. And um, we're not loving people. We're not going out there. You know, we're not saying, hey, this is a safe place for you to talk about what you're going through. I want to help you through these types of things. We're, we're not doing that. And that's just really sad to me. So continuing on his tweet, he says... Um, you see, this is very scary for me. Um, so he's scared himself. He doesn't want to do this and people will be angry. He knows that people are going to be angry with him. You know, he might even guys, when, when he makes this type of music video, I know it is to push buttons and, you know, to be artistic and stuff, but he could have gotten a lot of really bad backlash from this. And he did, and he is getting it from the Christian community. We don't know whether or not this is something that brands are even going to want to be associated with, you know? So this is scary for him to do, but he's doing that because he's trying to put himself out there so that people can feel comfortable. Can you imagine that someone who doesn't even know Christ or maybe does know Christ? I don't know. I don't know Lil Nas X's personal life. I really don't. I don't know if he's if he's praying at night, you know, based on this, it doesn't seem like he is, but I can't make those assumptions. You know, um, I don't know what his relationship to God is. I'm actually going to quote something that he said within an interview with um, Gail. Um, but he, he's scared and he's trying to open up those doors for individuals who also are scared. And that really says a lot about his character, um, that he's willing to be uncomfortable. Because I honestly don't even think that um, Lonas X is as flamboyant as he's making himself to be. But he's becoming flamboyant so that other people who are flamboyant can feel comfortable being that way. Do I think that's okay? No, I don't think that that's okay to be flamboyant in that way, you know. But um, because it doesn't draw attention to God or whatever. But, you know, some people are creative. Some people are artistic. I don't know. You know, but I think what he's doing is is he actually cares about people. He doesn't just care about himself. He actually cares about people because this is scary for him. This is something that's uncomfortable for him. So he says, um, they will say I'm pushing an agenda. But the truth is I am. The agenda to make people stay out of other people's lives and to stop dictating who they should be. So here it's clear that he's saying, that the, agenda, the only agenda that he's trying to push is the agenda where people hurt other people and talk about other people behind their backs um, and maybe uh, bring their own morality or their own uh, biases into people's lives. And I know that this is not coming out of a place of, um, maybe it is coming out of hate, or I don't, I don't know Lil Nas X, but I know that it's coming out of a place of hurt and rejection and trauma. And I know that only because how far he's going with this and whose fault is that once again that is the christian's fault that is not lona's x that is not the world's fault that's not even satan's fault you know satan uses christians sometimes and that's really sad we end up hating the brothers and the sisters who are supposed to love 
and I think that's sad guys I'm really trying to help you see it from a different perspective because I understand what Lil Nas X has been through even though I'm on the other side I've left behind that homosexual lifestyle that's not something that I think is right I don't believe that um, two men can be in love together um, and I have my opinions about certain things I still am trying to help you guys see why he's doing what he's doing and not for you guys to blindlessly react to things the way that people want you to react because then we're doing a danger unto ourselves and our Christian community. And we are label labeling ourselves to be the exact people that they thought we would be. A hateful um, people, uh, an impatient people. And guys, that's not what we're supposed to be. So um, he says, sending you love from the future. This was a, a letter, you know, um, that he wrote to himself. So going through the um, music video, what we see in the opening as well is that we see that he actually there's a picture of his face on a mountain like he is a mountain at some point um and, and we're going through it and then he is you know it's kind of funny because this kind of uh the way that the lands are looking um it kind of actually looks like uh, the video game fortnite and so he may be targeting this uh newer generation in some way um, to be able to um, feel confident with themselves. And so it's very cartoony, and that's something that I very, I noticed. I was like, it doesn't look like planet Earth. It's, it's pink, and it has like structures that look like Fortnite, if you've ever played that game, which is a very strong... Um, uh, it's, it's a game for children, personally. There's a lot of children in the newer generation that um, like to play that game. And then he also performed for Roblox, um, which is an, also another children's game, and so whether he's targeting children, I, uh, clearly his intentions are that he wants this new generation to feel comfortable with who they are, um, who he believes they are, which is, you know, if they are gay, gay, and trans, trans, or whatever. So he's playing a guitar, and this is obviously uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, um, and he has a, a pink guitar, and, and what we see is that we see Snake or the Satan, and it's himself he's playing all the characters in this music video which he usually does um and at first he's scared of the snake and then he's running from the snake and um he's seeing the snake everywhere in the flowers and in the statues and um he's seeing his face on the clouds and so he's trying to get away from this snake figure and it's funny because as he's playing the guitar that's montero that's his own personality he's minding his own business he's doing what he's comfortable with and he seems to be really comfortable with himself but then the snake if you see on his um on his uh, uh chest area it says Lil Nas X so this, this snake is kind of um I saw this meanings video it's like YouTube conspiracy and it's like this shadow self this this person that he has um pushed away this person that he doesn't want to confront everything that is evil or what is labeled by society to be evil maybe his same-sex attraction you know um this is the satan figure and so he's about to tempt like the satan figure is about to tempt this montero figure which is him his real self um into accepting who he is this lil nas x persona right so he's giving us a clear backdrop here like that like there are some, i'm sure subliminal things everywhere in this music video um i, I didn't even want to really go through it but because I, I don't feel maybe it's even edifying but um 
this is the world that we live in. And if nobody's, if we're not tackling this in the church, then who is going to tackle this? So this persona, this Lil Nas X persona is everything that he doesn't want to be um, because of what society has told him is bad. Obviously, the Satan in the Garden of Eden, um, it was a demonic figure. You know, it was the representation of everything that was evil. It was the whole reason behind the fall and why we are a sinful world today. So he doesn't necessarily want these things, but he's going to give into this character, this Lil Nas X character. But I believe that at some point, even one of the reasons why he's making this music video is because he wants to transition back into his real self, which is Montero. He wants people to get to know that person. And in the, in the same time, um, faces inner demons, which is the things that he's pushed away for so long because it could be trauma from the church. Trauma from his relationship with his parents. Trauma with his relationship with his sister, you know, who was in the military or whatever. Um, it, we don't know. We don't know. But moving on. So anyways, the snake, uh, they look each other in the eye. There's, you know, the third eye, which is uh, the eye of Horus um, and all these different subliminal things. And, and Satan kind of tempts him and there's like a lore and they fall to the ground. And then they kiss. Um, he's basically kissing himself, which is, you know, I guess you would call that uh, homosexuality. Uh, you're kissing yourself. And then we get, we, we get up to this point in that there is an inscription on the tree. And um, I actually I actually have the quote. Um, let me just pull it up here. It is on my notes. The quote is from Plato's uh, Symposium. And the quote says, basically, it was like this gay... Uh, a philanthropist if I'm not mistaken this is man um, who was practicing homosexuality and it's in Greek which is of course you know biblical our entire New Testament is written in Greek so um, like I said there's a lot of there's a lot of biblical meaning behind this music video we're not gonna get super into it but this Plato symposium is specifically section 191a lines 5 through 6 and it reads so in the beginning when they were cut in two, they yearned for each other's half, right? So here, it's basically saying that this, this phil philanthropist or, you know, philosopher, um, I think it's philosopher, um, basically saying that um, in Greek mythology or Roman mythology, that people were originally, they had four four different arms, uh, four different feet, uh, like, and then and then their god Zeus split them up and, and then they basically spend the entire lives chasing out after each other. The genders of that, I'm not too sure. I didn't do too much research on that. Um, but I guess it could be man to man or homosexual. You know, so here Lil Nas X is probably, he's, he's trying to say that he believes that it is right for a man to go after another man um, through this Greek wording and this inscription on this tree and then there's going to be more inscriptions as we come by you know the last scene so moving on from that scene we go into another scene where he is being held by himself two different other characters and a lot of people like to think that this is like the courts of heaven or um the the, the divine court we do know that there are courts in heaven according to the word of god and there's also a divine council that we know and so he's being tried for giving into these lustful desires, for giving into the Lil Nas X character. Because now, as we see on his necklace, it actually says L and X, which is his name. So now he has labeled himself after this, right? And then we see the divine council lining up and he's fighting this. He doesn't want to, he's, he, he doesn't want to be a prisoner. Um, 
for these types of things. So I think I think you know one of the things that when I'm I'm looking at this music video is that he doesn't want any of these types of things, but it's just happening to him. And then he's getting tried and judged based on the things that he can't necessarily control and he feels limited by, right? That's why he's in prison and people are judging him and they're yelling at him. And this to me looks like the modern day church. You go into the church, you tell them what you're going through and they're yelling at you. They're um, crucifying you for the things they're judging you. Like everyone's look in the divine council is so nasty towards him. They think they look better than, um, and the lyrics behind this music video, we're gonna get into that too, is, is just as nasty. And there's, of course, people in the audience that are throwing things at him and are just judging him. And he is he gets something thrown in his face. And um, and now he's in like this kind of dream sequence um, where he has to choose between heaven and hell. But he decides that he's not going to choose the Savior. And you know what? If I was in Lil Nas X position, I don't know if I would choose the Savior either. Because the idea that I have received from the Christian community is that they are judgmental, that um, they are not loving, they're not patient, they're not kind, right? So he's going up to see this heavenly figure, which is in himself, um, this angel, and he decides that he is going to choose actually hell instead because I believe off of the experiences and the circumstances that he has. So then now there's like this dramatic shift. He has like red hair. He has like tattoos on his body. There's like a demonic figure on his chest. I, I wasn't able to clearly make that out. And he's going deep, deep down into Hades or hell or Gehenna, you know, um, and he's stripping on the stripper pole in his underwear. I'm kind of surprised that YouTube even allows this. Um, I, even so many of my videos, they get demonetized just for speaking about kind of things like this. Like when I put my stripper video up, they're like demonetize that, but I'm, I'm not even, I don't even know if they've demonetized this. So he walks into hell and, um, what we see is there is an inscription on the ground in hell. And I believe that the inscription says men fear that which they do not understand or something along those lines. So he's basically saying that the Christians are reacting or men are reacting um, based on fear. And I would give that to him. They are. When all of this came out, you know what was the most surprising is that the Christians reacted in fear. They didn't react in hope. They didn't react in prayer. They didn't react in, um, you know, like literally go on YouTube right now, go on TikTok. You would see video after video after video of Christians going, wow, I can't believe Lil Nas X did this tweet. You know, oh, how, how dare he, you know, and it's fear. It's fear because they don't believe that light can really inhabit the darkness because if they did, that's what they would be working on. But instead, they're reacting in fear and um, they're giving the reaction to Lil Nas X, which is exactly the reaction that he wanted. You know, men do not understand the things that they fear. And... I believe that there is a lot of fear that comes out of same-sex attraction. Uh, there's, It's true, like people just don't understand it and they want to get away from it. And even for me, it's sometimes even so hard to make these types of videos because I know that I'm just going to, you know, people are going to call me a progressive Christian, which I'm not. Um, people are going to say that I'm not taking this seriously enough um, or I'm not reacting big enough um, or to even give time to this is like bad. Um, and I, I think it's all out of fear because if, guys, we need to understand people like Lil Nas X, it's just going to get worse. It, there's going to be more people who are going to struggle with same-sex attraction. And if we, as a church, don't stand up for these types of people, 
they're going to go into other avenues to be able to find that freedom and that joy, just like Lil Nas X did. So moving on, we see Satan, he's on his throne, you know, whatever, and Lil Nas X does a lap dance for him. So he's basically giving into the thing that Christians have been saying all along, which is just like, if you're gay, you're going to go to hell. And so that's what Lil Nas X is doing. He's like, all right, well, if I'm going to be gay, might as well be gay all the way. And I can relate to that because I kind of was the same way. Like, if I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. If I'm going to be a stripper, I'm going to be the best stripper I've ever been, you know? Um, and he's like, all right, well, if I'm going to go to hell, then I'm going to do a lap dance on Satan and I'm going to take his throne, which is what we see ultimately at the end of the scene is that he ends up after doing the, the lap dance for Satan, um, he ends up actually taking away the crown that Satan has on his head and snapping his neck. Um, and that's what he wants to do. You know, that's that that's what he wants to take over. That's his whole premise is that he he first off, I don't even know if he really does believe in Satan um, or, you know, God, because if he did, I don't think he would be doing these types of things. Um, but he's saying, all right, like I'm going to make I'm going to rule and reign in my own territory. This is me. I'm going to take charge. It's not the devil that's making me do these types of things. And I really do think that I really do think that he is he doesn't believe he's a part of an agenda. He doesn't believe that he's part of a powers principalities. I believe he is just because that's what Jesus told us that there is principalities and people in charge, demonic figures in charge. Um, but he himself, I don't think he believes that. That's why he's doing that. And he's saying I'm I'm the one doing these things. Satan's not doing these things through me. But in reality, he is being used um, by, you know, the spiritual the spiritual world as we are. We, we are all linked to something. I'm either going to be used by Jesus or I'm going to be used by Satan. There is no in between. I can't just I can't just take the throne. I'm not a, I, I don't have a I don't have a throne and neither does Satan really. Like a lot of people think that we go to hell and that Satan is ruling and reigning in hell. He's not. He's burning along with everyone else who defied God. So this this is a mis. And you know who's done this? You know who's done this? The Christians have done this. Once again, the Christians are to blame. Because they've been like, oh yeah, hell is the Satan's territory and all this stuff. And there's like that's not what it says in the Bible. It says that Satan is going to burn with everybody else. You know, like it's, it, there's just so much to this. It, it really does annoy me. Um, so he snaps Satan's neck. He takes the crown. And that is the end of the music video. Reclaiming who he feels he is. Um, and the powers of the darkness or whatever. Um, so I'm going to exit off of that. And I'm going to read a couple more of his tweets. So he tweeted this um, on the 27th of March. He said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of all the things that y'all preached would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad and stay mad and feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. So here we see that the Christians preaching what they've been preaching this whole time um, has deeply affected Montero, Lil Nas X. I like calling him by his name. <laughs> I like the song. Um, but he's doing these things to make people upset so that they can experience the same type of hardships that he experienced. And if I was not saved, I probably would have done the same thing. Guys, I want, I want to let you know that the experiences that I faced within the church were very nasty and were just really, really awful. And it's really sad um, that it's something that not even 
even even for example guys i go on youtube i have 300,000 views 14k subscribers which like nowadays is nothing but it, it is a platform right and i've gone through these experiences i can share my testimony there's people i can help pray for all these different things i've never gotten an, inv an invite to go to a church thousands of youth leaders have probably seen me pastors have seen me my story um like 300,000 people imagine never got invited to a church never got invited to any type of church podcast never got invited to go and pray for people or, or anything like that like the churches don't care they just don't care and if there are churches that are out there that do care they're doing a very bad job of showing that they care you know um it's something that is a sensitive topic something that they don't want to go into but guys if we don't talk about these things like someone is going to talk about it and that's why necessarily like guys this is like really i don't want to talk about these types of things this like this hurts me like to go on youtube and to spend an hour talking about something i don't want to talk about um it's not necessarily edifying but i have to talk about it why because no one else is talking about it and, and that's the sad truth. The church doesn't want to talk about these things. And when they do talk about it, it's in a negative light and it impacts people so deeply that they do traumatic things like this, that they want to be Satan, that they want to take Satan's throne. So I understand Lil Nas X. I understand where he's coming from because it's the church is to blame. The church is to blame. I'm not saying every single church. I'm not jaded. I'm not bitter. But guys, it's the reality. It's the reality. Like there's so many struggles and things and issues that we just don't tackle. And when we do tackle, it's, it's shown in such a negative and bad light. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad. You know, as Christians, we're supposed to be loving. We're supposed to care for one another. We're supposed to talk about these things and not, not let there be shame and understand that um, Jesus has taken away our sins. Um, now is a good opportunity to talk about 1 Corinthians 6. So Paul he wasn't scared to talk about these types of things. And he he spoke the truth, but he also was kind with it. I believe he was kind. So um, 1 Corinthians 6, 11, um, well, actually start at 6, 9, says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, which is, is the Greek word, arsenikoitis, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God, right? That's the verse that people love to take out of context. Like, oh, look, look, you know, you're not going to go into the kingdom of God. Um, by the way, that was actually said a lot of times by Jesus himself as well to people who actually own riches and different types of things, you know. Um, but here, Paul is saying, like, all these people are not going to go to heaven. But then, directly after verse 11, the redemption, it says, and such were some of you. But you were washed and you were sanctified and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did it say justified in your works? Did it say justified in your baptism? Justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. This is something that only Jesus has done for us. Just as if I'd never sinned. That's the way that Derek Prince liked to put it. Just, justified just as if I'd never sinned. So here we see that those same people who were homosexuals, that were drunkards, that were greedy, that had all these different problems. Those people are the same people that inherit the kingdom of God when they go and they repent and they go to Jesus. It doesn't say that that Paul was unaware that people were having these types of feelings or that people were doing these types of gross things or whatever. No, he was very aware. It was something that was talked about. And guys, I want us to remember that we are all sinners and we still sin, even in Jesus. You know, like... 
First uh, John tells us so. If someone says that they are sinless, that they're a liar. And we sometimes look at people like Lil Nas X and believe, oh, that type of person cannot be saved. That is um, just uh, unredeemable. We don't think the sacrifice of Jesus is enough. And we surely do not believe that the love of Jesus is able to impact an individual like this. Can you imagine if Lil Nas X released this music video and basically instead of the Christians responding negatively and saying, oh yeah, you're going to go to hell and look at, look at Illuminati and look at the lizard people. Can you imagine if all of us responded and said, wow, you know, did you know, hey, Lil Nas X, Jesus loves you. And we're praying for you and we love you. If you want to talk about these things and we repent for not talking about these things in the church or, you know, like imagine if there was a surplus of comments like this. If every single Christian did a podcast or a video like this saying, hey, Lil Nas X, we love you. Hey, Montero, um, we don't believe that that's who you are. But if you want to accept that, we love you anyways. And you're redeemable with Jesus. You come, you can have your redemption. You know, can you imagine the response? What, what if our love could save people? That's what Jesus says that it can do. And I'm, I'm reminded of the Martin Luther King quote where it says, darkness cannot fight darkness. Only light can do that. Only love can do that. You really want to fight the darkness? Don't go and comment on Lil Nas X and tweet and shame him and do all the things that he knows that he that we're going to do, which is to get angry which I've seen a bunch of Christians on my on my Instagram get angry with Lil Nas X. Don't give them the response that they want. Don't give him that response. If you truly are being led by the Spirit of God, you're not gonna be angry. You're gonna be sad, and you're gonna you're gonna hurt for Lil Nas X. You're gonna you're gonna want that he would be saved and that he would know Jesus the way that you know him. And the only way that that is possible is if we love them, guys. The love is a solution. The love is the light that can enter the darkness and that can illuminate. But I do not believe that Christians today believe in love anymore. I don't believe. I, I know it. I know because if they did, then we would be a very different community that we are today. So um, that was just a verse from 1 Corinthians 6, 11. Um, then we have another another tweet by Lil Nas X where he says there is no system involved. He's responding to this this other tweet that he says that Lil Nas X is targeting kids, right? Um, and based on a concert that he had at school, an elementary school concert, which is happens all the time, by the way, guys. Every artist has concerts for kids. Um, Lil Nas X says there is no system involved. I made this decision to create the music video. I am an adult, and I'm not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. That is your job, right? So maybe at some point when he was doing Old Town Road, the label or someone wanted him to cater to children. But now he's changing that image. He wants to do the things that he feels comfortable doing, right? And he's saying there's no, there's no, there's no agenda. And the Christians are out here pushing the conspiracy. Oh, he's coming for our kids. Oh, he's coming for this. Oh, you know, he's trying to change uh, the sexuality of children. Da, 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 da. Like Lil Nas X is just being himself, which is in the darkness. Like there's, there's no light in that. Like he cannot see the light. He's just doing what he knows how to do, which is out of the, the, the kingdom and the reign of the, um, well, out of, out of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Like it's only darkness from there. There's, I don't believe that he's even aware of these types of things. Maybe he is aware. Maybe he's not, you know, I do believe that there are some Satanists out there that are aware, but here he's saying, look, there's no system. This is my honest truth that all I really want to do is be able to accept himself and guys, it's, it's so hard when you've been through those traumatic experiences to even accept 
the things that you fully hate about yourself. And we know that Lil Nas X did not want to be homosexual. It was something that he was scared of. We we even know that there's an interview that he did with um, Gail, which is, I believe, Oprah's best friend, where he said, I tried to pray the gay away many different times, but it didn't happen, you know? And this is what we see is that the church is just offering one solution. Oh, just pray, just pray. God's going to take care of you. You know, God's going to remove that. God's going to bring a wife. God's going to bring a marriage, all these different things, right? And that's not what we should be doing to people. We should be helping people understand that through their trials, through their tribulations, that they can still see Jesus clearly, that they can still fall in love with Jesus and that lust and the things that they're experiencing to cater to those needs that are happening within the individual. I, I know for myself that I struggle a lot with same-sex attraction, usually because men in my life have not loved me very well. Even today, I have leadership. Um, I've had leadership that hasn't necessarily been good to me. Right. And so there are sometimes the times when I experience the most temptations is when I feel the least valued by men around me in my life. And this is something that I want to bring up, too, because look, he even says it in his own lyrics in the call me by your name. I'm not going to read all the lyrics because they're just they're bad. It's very graphic and very bad. But um, he says, I never want the people that are in my league. He, I changed it from the N word because he uses the N word. I never want the people that are in my league. I want to, I want to do explicit things um, with the ones that I envy. I envy. So here, he he even knows himself. Like, look, I don't want to, I don't want just the people um, who are you know good for me or whatever. Which is something that I used to do as well. Like, I wanted the guys that didn't want anything to do with me. And even if you know anything about gay culture, the most the men that are most desired are the straight men who don't want the gay men, right? The, that's like the most desired thing. Oh, you're a straight man. Even even in um, the adult entertainment industry, the straighter they are, the more views, the more likes that they're going to get, the more masculine. This is the things that the um, effeminate men envy, right? The, the effeminate men want, um, the, the ones who are struggling with same-sex attraction. Not everybody. Some men that really, they, they love queer, they love um, femininity, I know many that are like that, so you can't box people in. We, we're not going to do that today. But here, Lil Nas X is basically saying, I, env- I want those who I'm, whom I envy. And where does that come from? From probably a lack and, and a, a place in his life where he didn't feel loved by his father, by his mother, you know, whatever. That has trauma on him. And what are the Christians doing? What are the Christians doing? Going on social media and ranting. When we should be praying for him. We should be praying that someone's going to come into his life, be a leader. Look, guys, if if God can save Kanye, he can save Lil Nas X. Kanye, he says it himself, he was a slave of Satan. He worked for the devil. He did all things the devil. Even we have so many people who work for the devil, who literally are Satanists. Like, for example, John Ramirez, and they've been redeemed. We can't stop praying and we can't stop loving Guys, I don't know how many times I have to get up on here on YouTube and I will do it for the rest of my life if I have to, to convey a message. Let's stop being judgmental and let's go out there and love people who deserve to be loved. If you are offended with this music video, then take your offense, bring it to Jesus, throw it away and go out there and love someone who's dealing with same-sex attraction. If you are a man and you are a straight man and maybe um, same-sex attraction has made you very uncomfortable, I get comments like this all the time. This has made you very uncomfortable. Take it to God and go out there and love someone who has same-sex attraction. Show them the love of Jesus. 
because you might actually help someone overcome the traumas and the fears and the darkness that they're facing based on that love that you're offering to them. And that's what a lot of people don't do. And that's what Christians, they don't want to do. They don't want to do. And I don't believe that they're being moved by the Spirit of God. And I'll say it. I said it. I don't believe that most Christians are being moved by the Spirit of God. I don't even believe that most Christians are Christians. And they don't even they don't even read their word, let alone, let alone try to have an impact on the world the way that Jesus asks us to have an impact on the world. Come on. Can I get an amen? So <laughs> then he says another tweet. He put another tweet. Y'all love saying we go into hell, but get upset when I actually go there. And he did this on TikTok as well. He's like, all these Christians want to send me to hell, but now you're upset when I go there, right? He's doing the thing that you guys said would happen to him. He's reacting. Guys, Lonas X Montero, he is very smart. He is reacting the way that you guys wanted him to react. And then now you're upset because he reacted the way that you, you want him to react. Come on, guys. Come on, Christians. Come on. Where is the love? What are we doing here? He's right. He's right about all these things. He's like, if you, if, if you, if you don't want someone to react the way that Lonas X is reacting, love them. Don't tell them that they're going to go to hell. Don't tell them that they're in sin. Don't tell them all these different things. If you believe within the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one who's supposed to convict people. It's not your job to convict people. It's not your job to condemn people. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. It's not your job. I get so many different messages every day. Oh, but I got to tell my son this, or I got to tell my dad that he's in the wrong, or I got I to gotta do this, I got to do that. No, you know what you need to do? You need to pray. You need to keep your mouth shut unless the Holy Spirit tells you otherwise. And you need to love them. You need to be there for them. How are you going to do that? I don't know. Ask the Spirit of God. We all have the Spirit of God live inside of us, and He is actively speaking into our lives. But if you are too scared, if you or you don't want to do that, or that's uncomfortable for you, then you have a big problem. You haven't died to yourself. You haven't crucified your flesh. So now I'm going to bring up the fact that he came out as well. He took this a step even further with Nike, which is he made these shoes that are called the Satan shoes, and they go for $1,000, which is crazy. There's only 666 pairs of this shoe. So he used 666, obviously, um, which is the devil's number because what we've made it. Um, and also, I don't even know if that's in the word of God, um, but we know that seven is, is the godly number. So um, then it says that it contains 60 cc of ink. I don't know what that means. Probably red ink. And then one drop of human blood. So the shoes actually have one drop of human blood and that they are going to release on the 29th. And this is Nike. And, and saints, um, like the company saint, which is interesting because of the name. But he's taking a step further and further. Guys, he's trying to offend the Christians. He's trying to do this on purpose. So you know what you can do? Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Don't be offended by this. Don't put this on your story and be like, wow, look at what the world has come to. In the last days, it says that Noah says that it's going to be like, uh, like the days of Noah, like, or, or whatever you guys, pe like people are saying on social media, it's the same thing. It's like robotic tones. Like you people don't even read your Bible, but you just repeat after repeat after repeat other people's words. Like I, I'm in, I am baffled. I'm in awe of this. Don't give him the reaction that he wants because guess what? It's actually going to pull people away from Christ. It's not going to pull people closer. If I go on my story right now and I show off these shoes and I say, oh, look at what the world has come. We all know that the world has been bad. The world has been bad. The world crucified Jesus. It's been bad. And it's going to get worse. 
Guys, this is this should not be a surprise to us. It should not be a surprise. Why are we putting it on our social media? Why are we why are we advertising it on Facebook for free? He's getting free advertising from the Christians. Like, why are we doing that? And I believe it's because people are offended, and um, and people they don't want to love. They rather just hate. This is this is a society of hate. And I I believe that um, <laughs> it's actually funny that scripture says, in the last days it will be like it was in the time of Noah. You know, and I believe it's because in the time of Noah. Have you ever really thought about this? There's only one sincere believer and one sincere family. Have you ever thought about that? Because you say, well, it would be like the days in Noah. And in Noah's day, there was only one sincere believer, one sincere family. And we are supposed to be this family of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't believe, just like in those days, I don't believe that there's going to be a lot of real sincere believers out there. A lot of them. It's probably going to be very few because Noah was just one man. And there wasn't many people that were on that arc. So that's just, uh, I, I, it's already been an hour. And so um, I kind of want to be done with this podcast. Um, and I want to say something before I go. If Lil Nas X ever sees this, I am so sorry. As someone who is an ex-gay or whatever, someone who's come out of that lifestyle, who's decided um, to live in celibacy, who still has same-sex attraction, I'm sorry for the way that Christians treated you. I'm sorry that you weren't able to be loved in the church. I'm sorry um, that you weren't accepted in the church. I'm sorry that you're even having to go through this as an artist. And I'm thankful that you're opening up the doors for a bigger conversation um, and for the Christians to step up and start tackling these very difficult, hard topics. Lil Nas X, you're doing a lot. Um, I believe you're doing a lot more for the kingdom of God than most Christians are doing. Even if it's not exactly in the right direction, um, you're getting a conversation started and I'm thankful for that um, because it actually, I do believe that's gonna save a lot more people. And if you ever watch this, I never want someone to talk to, I am your friend and I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you and um, and don't ever, don't ever let the opinions of what other people have said or have done to you in the name of Jesus Christ, actually take Jesus Christ's sacrifice. He died for you, and he loves you, and I will be praying for you, and I hope that my brothers and sisters also are praying for you, and um, and I love you, because you are a creation from God, and, um, and your music videos do not offend me, and neither do your shoes, and neither does your artistry. Um, I just hope that one day, um, God and the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth to you, whatever that truth may be. I know my truth because it's in the Word of God, um, and I can only hope better for you, and that, and 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 for you to be happy, you know. I and I can't decide that. I'm happy, and there are hard days for me, um, but ultimately I have hope in, in Jesus, and so I, I would like for Lil Nas X for you to have the same hope. And whatever it is that you want to believe and that you want to stand up for um, and I'm not offended and uh, I hope more people will have this conversation so thank you everybody for tuning into the podcast and I'll see you next week peace out